Hi, this is The Recovering Perfectionist. I'm Claire Barton and you're in the right place at the right time. If you're starting to feel like some of your perfectionism is really getting in the way of you moving forward, getting started or finishing anything, this is absolutely the right show for you. This is rehab for your perfectionism, baby. So grab yourself a glass of wine or a cuppa and let's get stuck into it. Hello, everybody. It is Claire from The Recovering Perfectionist. Today's um, episode is a little bit different and I'm super excited to bring this to you. It's actually the start of a mini series that you'll see drop in over the next couple of months where I'm going to invite people to come on to the show and actually interview me. So it's a little bit um, the other way around, as you know, that most of the or all of the other episodes so far have been um, very conversational. So I invite someone on and we chat about a certain thing um, and we kind of just have a bit of a conversation about whatever it is that we're talking about. Um, and yeah, so this is a little bit different. So I'm actually going to ask people to come on and interview me about anything that um, is in kind of my zone of genius or something that I talk about a lot and that sort of thing. So this is number one in that. Um, and the original is actually um, by a very beautiful woman uh, called Shilpa Agawal. And she has a beautiful business called um, Want Solution, which is gorgeous. Uh, she's based in Adelaide in South Australia in Australia. And she's just about to embark upon an amazing journey in a caravan with her husband and her child. So I'm super excited that I might actually get to meet her in the flesh one day as well. Um, so I hope you enjoy this. It's really, really cool um, episode, actually. It goes for around 40 minutes, I think. And I tell you what, if you are still um, not 100% sure about how to articulate what you do or what your message is or define anything in your life or your values and that sort of thing, get someone to interview you in it, even if it's just a friend or your partner or um, someone else who, who maybe a complete stranger, whatever kind of works for you. Because I tell you what, while I went through this process with Shilpa a few weeks ago, I absolutely couldn't believe how much easier it was to articulate things when she was asking me some questions that were very relevant and very pertinent and kind of asking for some clarification on things. And we both got a bit ranty about some stuff and um, we're obviously very aligned with our values and our mission in terms of just kind of getting stuff done and getting over ourselves and not worrying about being so perfect and, you know, totally being human and all of that sort of thing. So absolutely awesome process as well as a fantastic outcome. And I really hope you enjoy listening to this. Um, I think there's a bit of bit of gold in there. So enjoy. And I look forward to speaking to you soon. Okay, bye. Hey, we are live. So today I am so excited to welcome you, Claire. We've got Claire Barton with us. And uh, yeah, I think we've been trying to catch up for quite some time. Finally, it's happening today. Yes. Uh, so thank you, Claire, for, you know, hopping on to this interview and saying yes to support my project of 100 interviews. Oh, thank uh, you for having me. Oh, totally pleasure. <laughs> and uh, yeah, which means we're able to share all your goodness with the people in, you know, in compressed format. Mm -hmm. So without any further ado, uh, Claire, I'm going to hand it over to you to please share with us who you are and what you do. Sure. Thank you. Thanks again so much for having me. I'm very excited about this project. Um, so yes, I'm Claire Barton. Um, I am a productivity and planning coach and business mentor. Mm. Um, I'm a podcaster. So my new podcast, The Recovering Perfectionist, launched in December 2016. So 
Um, that's definitely a massive part of my message and of my brand is the recovering perfectionist. So around the podcast, I'll be doing some workshops this year um, and I released a 2017 weekly organiser, a planner um, at the end of last year as well. So uh, yeah, I guess all everything that I do is um, kind of through those two filters around um, planning and productivity, but also getting over all your perfectionism so you can actually be productive and efficient, yeah. efficient and effective and that sort of thing. So yeah. yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, that that's uh, really, really crisp. And I think it's really on point. And it tells me you're so clear of what you want. You're so clear of your message. Uh, and I love hanging around in your group. So oh, thanks. thanks for holding me. Lovely having you there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what's coming to my mind is, Claire, um, where did all of this begin? Because, of course, mm. you, know, you were not always the recovering perfectionist. Correct. I was just the perfectionist. Perfectionist. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, really good question, actually. So I guess um, all of this kind of started forming for me probably before I, uh, well, probably around the time that I was um, having children. So I have an almost four-year-old and a two-year-old now. Mm. And um especially in the early days of probably the first six months or so of um, having my first child, I had some postnatal depression Mm -hmm. and I had a real thing around guilt. And it was like I would be sitting on the couch and I felt guilty because I could see the dust on top of the TV cabinet for four weeks straight. And I Mm -hmm. felt like, why am I... how come I can't even just go and dust that thing? Why is it taking me four weeks? Why haven't I... And it really kind of got to me. And then... After I don't know a little while when I just dust, when the dust settled, when you said that by uh, the way yeah serious, <laughs> it's it's just those stupid little things that yeah. before kids I I was I was one of those totally ignorant people who said children aren't going to change my life they can work into my life I'm not changing anything they'll come with me wherever I want to go they're <laughs> going to fit in they're going to sleep when I tell them they're going to eat when I tell them and, you know that was my totally ignorant perspective on it right I was the perfect mother before I had children yeah um, <laughs> and then I guess um he came along and completely as you know <sighs> children just totally up, um unravel your entire life in so many ways um and I guess when the dust settled you know perfect analogy in terms of I dust swear. on the tv yeah. cabinet that I was like what the hell am I doing like who cares if there's a bit of dust no one else cares except for me no one else cares that there's washing that needs to be done that's piling up. No one else cares that I'm, you know, covered in baby vomit and I haven't washed my hair in two weeks. No one else cares. It's just my shit that I'm worried about. And I, I spent so much time, I literally just said, I, I said to someone, I just feel guilty about everything. I just, like, if I spend all, my whole day with my baby, I feel yep. guilty that I'm not doing other things. I'm not seeing friends. I'm not cleaning the house, all that sort of thing. Um, But if I spend time cleaning the house, I feel guilty that I'm not spending time with my baby. And it was just this merry-go-round of guilt and it was ridiculous. And I literally said to someone, I just feel guilty about everything. I feel like I can't do anything right. And um, thank God I got over that somehow. I went back to work after about six or seven months just for one day a week. And I was like, oh, this is exactly what I needed. I needed a bit of a fix of that kind of adult interaction and those, you know, making of more important, well, not important decisions, but big decisions in uh, a team that was better than me sort of thing. Yeah. So I guess that's probably where the seed was kind of created. Um, And at the same time, I was kind of, you know, becoming a bit more aware of the online business world. And then I had Mm. my second child and I decided my, my husband was doing FIFO. So he was only here for one week a month. 
Um, and I, you know, practically, practicality wise, it was just not going to happen with me having two babies and going back to work full time or even part time. So mm. I decided to make that kind of thing work. Um, and at the same time, I guess when I was kind of meeting people and hearing stories and all of that sort of thing and starting my business, I was accidentally starting it like a corporate business because that's what I knew. I've worked in, you know, management firms. I've worked mm. in high, high level retail um, uh, businesses and that sort yeah. of thing. And I was trying to do everything right. I was trying to set up the 500-page policy and procedure manual and I was trying to have an HR system and team and I was trying to, you know, do all the marketing and I was trying to do so much. Um, And when I started working with clients, I also now call myself a recovering yes girl, which is still a bit of a bug there for me. So, you know, I've always been one of those people that someone will say, oh, can you do such and such? And I'll be like, yes. Yes, I can. <laughs> and then I'll scurry away and go, shit, 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 how am I going to do that thing? And then I'll spend too much time working on working out how to do a thing. I'll still end up doing it, yeah. but I'm stressed and um, end up not charging for it because I feel like, well, I yeah. should have known how to do it yeah. or I should have done it faster. And then I'm like, this, this last year especially, which was my really my first year in business properly, um, was just a massive wake-up call that I've just you just can't do it all. Um, yeah. and I also see so many people, my clients, my friends, my family, who have all these amazing ideas, all these amazing projects in mind, all these amazing changes they want to make, mm. but they either don't get started or they start, but they never, ever, ever finish. Like, no matter how much effort and time and money and whatever they put into it, they never get finished because they're striving for this perfection they're striving for finished mm-hmm. right and finished like I do I do a thing with my clients say, okay let's talk about this project what does it look like what's 100% like if you could say it's finished let's put a box in it it's done write down what's 100% and then let's write down another thing what's 150% so what would be all the extra add-ons if time and money was no issue mm. what are all the extra things that you could be doing that's 150 percent. and then what's some extra things on top of that and you know that's your 200 percent or whatever and it's really funny because then they've got 100 percent, and they have no excuses for oh, i'll just do this i'll just do this i'll just do this i'll just do this extra bit right yeah you can actually finish something if you yeah so you actually yeah sorry i mean but you're just you're helping them identify where they are acting as the perfectionist because anything that fits in the 150 bucket or the 200 percent bucket is them being the perfectionist but all they need is 100 percent i heard something um probably about a year ago as well when everything started to kind of shift a bit for me Mm -hmm. that they said something like um your 60% is someone else's 160%. Mm. I'm like, oh, that's so true. And and it's not it's not everything. Like I would say yeah. things that I was doing to, to my standard of 60% might have been someone else's 160%. Yeah. It's, but but it's a vice versa as well. Like there's, exactly. there's if you're working in your zone of genius, mm-hmm. you only have to do 100%. You don't have to do all the other stuff. It's yep. You know, people talk about this balance and blend and it's all semantics, like whatever balance looks like to you, whether it's a, you know, it's not a finished product. You're never going to go, okay, I'm balanced. That's it. I'm never yep. striving for balance anymore. It's a total, it's a complete, it's like a, the weights, you know, there's weights every day. It's a dynamic thing. And what yep. feels balanced today will feel different to what balance feels like tomorrow. And that's totally yep. cool. Sometimes you want to put more energy into work. Sometimes it's more family. Sometimes it's more your personal stuff. Like it doesn't, you don't need to have a set level for everything. It's okay just, that it changes all the time. I just love what you're bringing, right? I mean, 
it's it's amazing i'm just visualizing i'm highly visual so balance <laughs> is really never balanced it's always thing right. it's so good like yeah <laughs> i'm excited by hearing that <laughs> yeah totally right like you know i think i think back in i don't know 10 years ago around that time there was this whole big thing about work-life balance so we all yeah. heard it but it didn't really mean anything right it was all like we've got to have work-life balance so you need to leave leave here at 5 30 and not come back until 8 a.m tomorrow yeah and make sure you take your half hour lunch break and don't you be taking work home with you and make sure you take your holidays and blah blah blah, blah, blah. yeah and there was like a very prescriptive definition of what balance looked like yeah and I think when we then go into our own businesses we accidentally have a bit of a hangover around that Exactly. So we're trying to strive for a balance. Like I have to do 40 hours at work and I have to do 20 hours at home and I have to have 10 hours of me time and I have to da 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 and all these shoulds and have tos, which is just total rubbish. Like yeah. some weeks I want to spend 60 hours on my business because I, that's where the energy is for me. That's where yeah. it's pulling me. That's where I feel like I can add value. And in a practical sense, it works for me for some weeks. Then there's some okay. weeks where I go, you know what? I can't be bothered doing my business. I hate it right now. I hate everything. I don't want to be, I don't want to look at a computer. I don't want to be in a Facebook group. I don't want to have anything to do with social media. I don't even want to talk to clients. I just want to sit down and play trucks with my kids. Claire, you know thank I mean? you so much for saying that because, you know, I, I interact with clients and, you know, they experience these, uh, you know, what can I say, ups and downs and they beat themselves up for feeling yep. down. Yeah. And, you know, I've got to charge them up and yeah, I just, this is what I tell them. It's okay. It's okay if you drop the ball yeah. sometimes. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's all an experiment, right? Like it's, it's, it's so, it's, I'm a planner. I'm a planner and a productivity, like that's what I do. But if we plan everything so much, there's no room for play and there's no room for um, yes, process and journey and that sort of thing yeah. and the big thing is that it's it's an experiment like this whole the last year was so up and down there were moments like you said that I was like I love this my business is awesome I'm making great money I've got great you know yeah. got lots of time on my hands and all of that sort of thing and then there was times where I was like what am I doing this for why am I doing this there is nothing here for me like I go <laughs> up and down and now that I know that that's just the process. I'm okay with it. I can have one of those down days and go, well, that's shit. This is a great yeah. day. I yeah. didn't make any money. I didn't have a great client meeting or whatever. And I go, that's okay because that's yeah. part of the process. Yeah. It's, yeah. It doesn't really matter yeah, <laughs> at the end of the day. Whatever happens, it doesn't really matter. You've got to allow yourself to go through, you know, enough number of ups and downs to be able to, you know, to familiarize yourself with the pattern. Like it yes. took you some time. It took you enough number of downs to realize that, these downs are never going to stop. So they're going to keep mm-hmm. coming. And yep. then when you're down the next time, you're okay with it because you know they're yep. going to be an up again. So, And the downs are so, they're so critical. I, yeah. I Like I think there were, the times that I had downs really, really highlighted to me um, the times that I do have downs because they happen still. It's not like, you know, I'm done with them. Yeah. Um, they they highlight to you where your energy has maybe been pulled in the wrong direction. You've got distracted or derailed or you've followed yeah. something and tried it out and it hasn't quite worked. So yeah. you know that that's not on the cards anymore. So there's, like I was saying before, with being the yes girl. So there were some things where I was working with clients and they're like, can you do this? Can you do this? And I was like, well, yeah, I guess I can. So I did it and I didn't enjoy the task or I didn't enjoy the process or it was boring or I didn't like the interactions or you know, that sort of thing. And I got a bit like, oh, that was crap or I didn't do a very good job or I uh, feel like I've messed that up or, you know, all those sorts of things. 
but if I hadn't tried it, I wouldn't know that that wasn't going to be in my future. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So there was lots of things that I did last year that I was like, yeah, I'll do that. And then I've gone, it's actually not what I want to do. Yeah. But I didn't know it wasn't what I wanted to do until I did it. Yeah. And now yeah. it's okay to say, I tried it. I didn't like it. I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but I know someone really good who can do that for you. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Totally mm. cool. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, you know, it's, it's the say yes and figure out how, you know, like you say yes and then you figure out how and then you figure out no more. <laughs> yes. Yeah, or, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And, yeah, and I mean, it's a skill and a gift kind of thing. Like I'm happy to learn more new skills and I've learned so many new skills in the last 12 months and some of them align to my gifts and some of them don't. Some of them I enjoy and some of them I don't. Um, and, you know, that's that's all totally fine. But it's I guess it gets to the point where it's like, is this actually moving me towards my goals? Is this actually, you know, something that I enjoy doing? And sometimes it's something as boring as a, like, bookkeeping stuff that yeah. I actually really enjoy doing. It's not aligned to my gifts. I'm definitely not mathematical, but I actually really enjoy doing my bookkeeping on my Wave app thing Yeah, yeah. Um, to a point. And then yeah. I go, mm, no, I'm done with this. I'm going to give it to my bookkeeper <laughs> now. <laughs> and that's okay too because I've had playing, I've been immersed in it, and then there's things like um, doing some design. I know, but I absolutely love playing around in things like Canva and I've gotten quite good at it and I've built my skills in it and I've, you know, do some of that sort of thing for clients. It's not it's not on my website because I'm not a designer, but there's an element of that and I work it in because I really mm-hmm. like doing that sort of thing and it's a bit of a creative outlet or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, pretty cool, <laughs> cool. So I've been taking some cool notes and I've got some key points that you brought up, you know, in, in your story. The number one thing is guilt. So, you know, of course not, you know, I'm sure guilt hasn't stopped showing up in your life, right? I mean, right. Yeah. So the next time I face guilt or anyone else, you know, yes, is talking with guilt. What could we tell guilt? What was the, what was the question? Sorry. What could we tell guilt? What could we, yeah. How could we interact? Yeah. With Look, it's such a hard one. And I'm doing some, uh, I'm going to call it research because it sounds a bit clever, but I'm really just <laughs> listening to audiobooks by Brene Brown and that sort of thing. Oh, I love her. Um, and I guess the whole thing with guilt is around where is it coming from? Like, is it an internal guilt or is it something that you're feeling external? Like, are there people who are um, saying things or behaving in a certain way that is, you know, casting some doubts within yourself? And I'm all about personal responsibility as well, right? So I mm. hate this whole thing that you make me feel guilty. I think that's kind of rubbish. Yeah. Like, some people yeah. do things it's and how no you respond can. is... Yeah, no exactly. Um, but I think a lot of the time, especially with mums and especially with women, is that when we when we feel guilt, it's because, gosh, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn here, but I kind of feel like um, it's there's a gap in between how we imagined we were going to do a thing, perform with a thing, seem um, how people were going to see us, and what we feel we're actually delivering. And if you check in with, so there's two things, I guess, if you check in with um, what the actual gap is and is it actually a gap or have we just extended the expectation to make the gap bigger, Mm. to make it kind of harder for ourselves as an avoidance thing um, or is it... um, is it a real, is, is it something that actually matters? So I'm also reading or listening to um, The Life-Changing Magic of Not Giving a, um, which you may have heard of, which is kind oh, of awesome. It's really awesome. Oh, yeah. It's a really, really What's great. The um, Life-Changing Magic of Not Giving a. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's just really interesting. So she kind of talks about, 
you know, making a list of all the things that you do give up about yeah. and then stop taking it and working out like, why do you, why do you care about that thing? Why are you giving it so much energy and effort? Why, like, does it actually, does it annoy you or does it, is it just, you know, there because it's out of habit, you know? So there's so many things that we do care about, care about mm. because we've habitually cared about it. But when we actually stop and think, we actually don't care about it. So stop yeah. caring about it. Like just, you've got a budget. So she talks about like, you've got a F budget. Yeah. So there's only a limited amount of Fs that you can yeah. give. Yeah. That's exactly right. Like you've got to be selective. <laughs> is, you've got to be selective. Is it's it, a book. Yeah, I'm reading. I'm listening to the audio book, but it is a oh, it is a, yeah. um, a book as well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and you know, like um, it, it it again, like I think it it's taking back to your analogy that you mentioned earlier about your sixty percent could be there, one sixty percent, and more than that. Uh, identify what's your hundred percent, and because you know we feel we tend to feel guilty when we make our two hundred percent our hundred percent. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think um, I had an interesting conversation with someone a while ago and she had heard um, a psychologist or someone talk about perfectionism and say that most of what we commonly call perfectionism is actually probably should be called avoidance, which was a really, really interesting concept to me because I, and I totally agree. I think there is some, there is some true perfection, but there's also this avoidance where we're just, we keep going, I'll also just, uh, or I'll just put this on there as well. And I'll just add this. And it's not quite finished because I really do actually want to do such and such. What it is, is we're avoiding a thing. Actual responsibility. Yeah. It's responsibility or it's um, fear of failure or being embarrassed and saying, here, it's finished. Look, it's a hundred percent. And someone goes, oh, that's a bit crap, which is never going to happen. Yeah. Right. It's just not going to happen. Because it's always a thing. And and I guess the thing is with, with everyone is that, even if it's not perfect, even if it's not as amazing as it could be, it's still going to help someone. It's still steps ahead of where someone is, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're, if I create an online course um, about, I don't know, whatever, it, I've created an online course mm-hmm. which is called Pause for Effect and I, I know it's not perfect and I know there's heaps more and I know there would be people who would read it and, or who would do the course and go, God, I did that two years ago. But I also know that there are people who are two, two or three or four or five years behind where I'm at in my journey who would get a lot out of it. And that's it. Like if it helps someone, then it's perfect. It's done. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be a scholarly thing that you've been studying for 30 years to be good. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why, you know, that's why also I'm just doing these hundred interviews because we don't always need a Tony Robbins or an opera right. to interview. Like, you know, there's so much inspiration in each one of us and that's mm-hmm. what I want to get out of, you know, these interviews. I love it. It's uh, such a great project. Yeah. And, you know, like, again, talking about perfection and avoidance, what just struck me right now is when we're trying to make one area perfect, we're avoiding all the others that need our attention. Right. Yeah. 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 It's just uh, And strategy. the one that comes last is us. Yes, me yeah, and me so, comes last on the perfection and list. And that's often the most important one, the one that totally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you think of all the all the um, things that are pulling your time and your energy, and it's family and kids and house and partners and friends and um, grocery shopping and business and all the other, you know, all that sort of thing. There's so many things that need our attention and our time and our love and our energy. And I think it's really important to, like I said, be flexible with what 
what, you know, if you think about all of those things as, I don't know, cups or jugs or something, and you can pour some water out of each one of them into the other one and then back into the other one. Some of them can be overflowing and some of them can be kind of empty. And whatever whatever feels like a good level for you, right? Like it doesn't, yeah. I don't know, I'm probably talking around in circles. But there's, no, no, there's I love so it. many I things. I love the metaphor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm all about metaphors. <laughs> well, me too. I'm just so visual. I just keep bringing like weird analogies in between. <laughs> yeah, great. Love it. Cool. Yeah, and you know, like uh, one more thing that I wrote down was saying yes versus saying no. So you've you've done a lot of saying yes to to figure out, you know, where it is that you want to say no. Yeah. So what, what I'm just I'm just trying to kind of compress it into like you know cool mantras, but yeah. really I think say yes and say yes to learn to say no. I mean, it, totally. You, yeah. You know? I remember hearing something when I was back in corporate that. Um, if I say yes to this, whatever mm-hmm. it is, what am I saying no to? And if I say no to this, what am I saying yes to? Ah, oh, I love it. Right? So if I say yes to working an extra day to help finish that project, I'm saying no to time with my family or that barbecue mm-hmm. I was going to go to or whatever. And it doesn't even have to be as big as that. Like if I say yes to um, letting someone talk to me like I'm an idiot, what am I saying no to? being respected, yeah. Yeah. being assertive, having yeah. that like feeling inside myself that I stuck up for myself, that sort of yeah. thing. And it also works the other way. So if I say no to this, what am I saying yes to? If I say no to, no, sorry, that's not my zone of genius, I'm not going to work, um, but I know someone who can do it for you, yeah. what am I saying yes to? I'm niching. I've got my message yeah, right. So I, cool. I've got my clients right, like the people who yeah. I want to work with and who need me get me, not the people who are, you know need someone but don't need me. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So I think that's a really that was a really big takeaway from me ever. Is that thank you yes for sharing no this model yeah. because uh, you know when when we're in a dilemma like this can really be a very good. It's a tool in itself. It's a complete tool. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, it's just a good thing to remember. And I think um, you know we'll never. Well, I'll never completely get it right because I'm I am a people pleaser. That's definitely my nature. That's a thing. All are, like, like, I think we all are, right? Yeah. Especially especially women and mums and that sort of thing. We we like to make people happy. We like to be liked and all of that yeah. sort of thing. And that's fine. That's that's never going to go away. I know yeah. it's never going to go away. Um, but yeah, I feel like there's when you get through that process and you really feel yucky about something that you've said yes to because it just doesn't sit with you it's just not your zone of genius and it's kind of ends up being a waste of everyone's time energy and money yeah and don't even get me started on waste that's a massive motivator oh. for me I hate waste I hate wasting anything oh. so wasting time and energy and money is just um yeah yeah it's like yeah wasting a lifetime like seriously yeah, exactly yeah beautiful wow Oh, awesome. Like there's so much cool stuff you've shared yeah. with us today. So oh, good. The, the thing about balance and constantly shifting and, you know, even about uh, the ups and downs, like what I, what had come to my mind when you were telling me that thing was really, if our life was made of all ups, it would be a straight line and we would be dead. Like, right. you know, yeah. Yeah. So I think the downs are just kind of keeping us alive. Really. Oh, totally. That's completely necessary. And the first I guess when you're starting out in your business, my, you know, for anyone who's in their first year or two is, is that real, like I use this hashtag everywhere, trust the process. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, and, it's, and it's all well and good saying that on the other side of it, once I've kind of gone, oh, okay, it is a process. It is an up and down thing. That's cool. 
Yeah, but when you're in it and it's new and it feels yucky and you're going through this, you know, massive roller coaster of self-doubt and then woohoo, I'm amazing and then self-doubt and then woohoo, I'm amazing. Yeah. Like that's it's all yeah, it's easy for me to sit here and say, trust the process, but seriously, trust the process because it will be fine. Yeah. No matter what, it'll be fine. Everything works out, it all happens for a reason. You know, it's totally. Cool. I'm so with you on this because <laughs> You know, even if we, uh, you know, if we realize uh, on the other end that we've like we've royally messed up, yeah, you know, it was still a process. It taught us something, right? Yeah, and exactly. That, you know, I wasn't made for this, or this wasn't made for me, or yeah. I really did. Uh, yeah, I just got it just kind of gives you a nudge back onto the right path. Yeah, you know, and and I th- I think. The other thing about being perfectionist is that we often take on lots and lots, like we just accumulate jobs, we accumulate stuff to do, right, yeah. which means our energy and our mind and our whole atmosphere is full, which means there's no room for new opportunities and new ideas and new creativities and that sort of thing. Yeah. And as soon as you start saying no to some things and you've actually got some space, yeah, things come in. You know, and whether it's reconnecting to something like, for example, I started out years ago doing a blog when I was, I don't know, probably, I think it was just before my 30th, I started doing a blog. Okay. And I was like, I'm going to be a blogger. It's going to be my future. (laughs) And then I kind of totally forgot about it for several years. And then, you know, towards the end of last year, I was like, right, I'm not doing that anymore. 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 And this whole thing and, you know, I started getting messages and I started seeing people around and this whole thing about blogging came back to me. I was like, that's right. I love writing. Oops, I totally <laughs> forgot about that for the last five years, right? <laughs> Ten years, whatever. And so now that I've made that space, all of the stuff is coming back to me or the new stuff is coming to me. We've gone, yep, that energetically I'm following that because yeah. it feels good. It feels right. It feels like something I'm interested in at the moment. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> It's all right. It's all right. Goes yeah. by. Hashtag recovering oh. perfectionist. I know. <laughs> trust the process. Yeah, trust the process. Exactly. Hey, George. Wow. Yeah, there was something cool, which I just... Um, what were you talking about just, just before? Um, what was I talking about? Yeah. Um, I just love this is happening because we are, you know, we are the recovering perfectionist. Trust the process. Totally. <laughs> Um, yeah, about um, like listening to the energy and yeah, clearing some space, space and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, you know, like uh, like inspiration is also like an entity. It needs space. It yes. needs uh, like you know, it needs mental space, physical space, even yeah. actually. Because, and I'm realizing this in the process. You know, I'm stepping out on a caravan trip for ten months, that and I am packing up my house. And Claire, I can't tell you. There are, there's at least 50 to 60% of the stuff in my house. I haven't, I've just accumulated it. I haven't stuff. I haven't used it in the last three years. Mm. But when I moved from India, like I've been in Australia for three years. And when I moved from India, I felt like I could not do without a single needle from my life there. And I literally packed and couriered and spent so much money bringing everything here. And it was stuffed in my garage. Mm. I mean, yeah, and that's yeah, why. It's a, just, yeah, and it's such it's such a um, it's such a hard hard thing finding what kind of feels right for you in terms of stuff like physical stuff and virtual stuff and all of that sort of thing. 
Um, for example, like I, I used to run um, a 10-day declutter, seven-day, I think it was, seven-day declutter me challenge. So part of it was physical, mm. some of it was mental, some of it was um, virtual. So that was yeah. a big thing. Yeah. And, you know, my my house, I would say, is very clutter-free. Like we've done the moving around thing. We've done massive garage sales. Just before my daughter was born, my second child, we cleared stuff out. I sold so much stuff, like $3,500 worth of sales yeah. that I made on eBay and stuff just from selling clothes and a few bits of furniture and homewares. Yep. And we did a garage sale and we took like four loads of stuff to the salvos yeah. or the, the tip. And we yep. still have a full four-bedroom house that's still full of stuff. It's still full. Like, yeah. It's just crazy how much stuff we kind of accumulate and then we we're planning on moving overseas so we did another massive declutter and we still have a house full of stuff <laughs> do you know what I mean like yeah it's just, it is crazy um and you know we're not quite ready to go minimalist yeah just yet but mm-hmm. god there's something in it I tell you what like just just decluttering your office or your wallet or your handbag yeah can be so I don't know cathartic I'm all about um ceremony I love having a little ceremony like I get home every day and I empty my handbag of all the stuff that I've accumulated in the day which is oh. a ridiculous amount usually like water bottles and kids toys and chewing gum wrappers and tissues and you know all that sort of junk but yeah. every day I get home and I clean it out and you know, you know it's nice and clean for the next day and that's but it's, it's a very good ritual for me yeah it's a ritual yeah, yeah totally yeah. um and yeah so I, you know in that sort of sense I feel like I don't waste time looking for things because I know where stuff is but I also don't want to waste a stupid amount of time organising something that I'm never going to touch again. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, decluttering and, like I said, waste and all that sort of thing is a totally different. Totally. <laughs> and that's why, you know, that, that all the more uh, I can't wait to, you know, start my trip because uh, my endeavour is, you know, in the caravan there's only mm-hmm. so much stuff yep. that I can have and yep. there's going to be so, so little that I have to look after Yay. that it will allow me to just focus on really taking my business to the next level because in my business I'm feeling like you know I've capped right now and mm-hmm. to really you know take the next level leap uh yeah I need to let go of stuff and I have a very strong intuition as well because there's I'm packing almost like 40 30 40 carton fulls of stuff and putting it away in storage but uh deep inside I know if I if I can live without the, that much stuff for one year, I, I can live without it forever. forever. So, yeah, yeah. So I think coming back, I'm gonna yeah. to organize sales. Yeah, yeah. And there's a, like I said, there's a funny thing. Like I've had a friend who's just been overseas for about six months, and she was like, "I know you're supposed to say home is where the heart is, but home is where your stuff is too." Like I miss my stuff, and I miss being surrounded by my, you know, nice things. And she's been living in someone else's place with yeah. her family and. Like I just kind of miss having my things, and there's there's definitely something to be said. Like I don't think just get rid of everything if that's not yeah. if that doesn't feel right for you. Like yeah. I love my beautiful homewares. I love feeling the textures of materials and the wood mm. and plants and all that. So like I really I really get a lot out of it. Yeah. Um. But also, like I said, then I've also got boxes of stuff in the garage that are like sentimental things, like letters I was sending my girlfriends when I was 13 years old, or oh. you know, um, some. I don't know, stubby cooler from my first big day out or something ridiculous. Like there's boxes of that stuff too because I do like going through it once every like five years and just having yeah. a trip down memory lane. Yeah. But we were the same. Like we travelled, we went to um, to Bali for three weeks over Christmas and we literally had our two bags with our two kids and, you know, a couple of bits and pieces 
and nothing else. And we were staying in very, very simple accommodation that mm. most of them didn't even have, you know, a full kitchen like we were using spoons instead of forks or forks instead of spoons or whatever it was, yeah. you know, and we it was fine. Yeah. And we were going like we've got two bedrooms and a small living area and a couple of bags. Why are we always striving for the six-bedroom house and the, you know, all that sort of just like yeah. you don't need it. Yeah, but it's and then we come home and then we're like, oh, actually, we do need a bit more space, and I definitely <laughs> do need that new cushion for the couch. And you know, it's just I don't know. No, yeah, I don't have the answer. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think you've got the hashtag. Trust the process. Trust the process. Yeah, That's it. I think you know, going through going through this and that and both extremities, and mm. feeling like I need both of them. So I need I need it simplistic, but I need it. Uh, you know stylish as well yeah yeah it's all part of the process called life right and it's it's the energy at the time you don't I guess my big thing probably at the moment is that whatever whatever you decide today doesn't have to be the same tomorrow yeah if you go today you know what I want to I want to get rid of everything and then tomorrow you go actually I'm going to bring that back inside and that's not going in the garage sale pile I actually really do like that that's okay yeah Yeah. like you don't have to you don't have to make a rule and it's forever. Nothing is forever, yeah. right? Death and taxes, I think, but nothing else is forever. Yeah, be, <laughs> be kind. Be, I think be easy and be gentle on yourself, uh, mm. what I'm hearing, yeah. 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 Yeah, beautiful. Yay. Oh, all right. So, um, Claire, I think uh, I could go on, go on and on for this Me interview. Joker. <laughs> <laughs> Both of us. So, uh, what I'm thinking is a good way to wrap this up would be uh, – are there like some yet yeah, your cool two or three mantras or you know some tips you want to leave people with where mm. they could become more of a recovering perfectionist? Mm. Yep, I might sum it up in three hashtags. Then I think awesome. Give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag follow the energy. Awesome. And what I mean by that is. Like I was just saying, don't worry about making a hard and fast rule that has to be forever. If today yeah. you want to spend more time doing your business, yeah. spend more time doing your business. If tomorrow yeah. you hate your business and you want to throw everything out the window and just cry in a corner and get a pedicure, do yeah, that. awesome. Follow the energy and listen to that. That's such an intuitive thing. It's such an energetic yep. importance. It's so important. Um, hashtag trust the process. Uh, yep. Be cool with it. Like I, and again, I know it's easier said than done, mm. um, but I, I do think it's really important. I just, I just think it's necessary. You can't avoid it. You have to go through the ups and downs. You have to go yeah. through the first couple of years and whatever happens, happens. Yeah. What would my third one be? Hmm. I think probably, well, I'm just going to say hashtag yes or no. Let's just leave it at that. I love it. That, you know. If I say yes to this, what am I saying no to? And if I say no, what am I saying yes to? Yeah, I think yeah. that that is something I'm going to like write and create a poster and, you know, keep it handy on my phone and, yeah. you know, like, yeah. So I'm actually, uh, I'm actually creating some cool, like, you know, just pretty pictures or inspiration manifestos, which I'm going to print and, you know, stick on the walls of the inside of my caravan. Yay. Make it make it homely and like you know make it my what can I say my guidance my navigator. Beautiful. Which is uh, yeah so yes oh, I'm so know. excited <laughs> so excited for you and I hope Thank you pass so much. Time. Yeah, I will. So I'm I'm gonna uh, I'm hoping we'll spend the winter months up north. So yeah, yeah, which will be cool. winter. 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> which will really be uh, you know like very good for my Indian body. So yes. yeah, a breezy winter is yes. just perfect. Enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for yeah for sharing all of you with us today. So thank you so much. Pleasure. And that is absolutely it, my lovely. So I hope you've really enjoyed the episode. It was great fun recording that one. If you'd like to connect, I'd love to stay in touch with you. I have a beautiful Facebook group at bit.ly forward slash The Recovering Perfectionist Crew with all capital T, R, P and C. Also, I have a massive goal this year to get 50,000 downloads on my podcast and I've got a YouTube show as well. So I'd love for you to help me out if you can by either subscribing to the podcast if you have a couple of favorite episodes or if there's one favorite episode that you've really enjoyed I would love you to share that with anyone who you think would get as much out of it as you have and while you're in iTunes if you can jump in and give it a review that would be amazing the show is also available over on YouTube the links are always in the show notes so you can head over there so it's the recovering perfectionist on YouTube there's a channel for that as well So jump in and leave your comments. You can watch all of the episodes in video. So if you want to see what we look like and our crazy hand gestures and facial expressions and all of that sort of thing, absolutely jump in. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel show as well. And then you'll be kept up to date when there's new episodes that come in there. So yeah, love your support. All right, big love. I'll chat with you soon. Bye.